Hi, I'm Misha Chakrabarty. Welcome to Dream Awakening, a podcast where we have authentic conversations with people living with purpose. This podcast is also available in Spanish as Despertando Sueños con Misha Chakrabarty. We're back. Can you believe it? I'm so excited to bring you season two of Dream Awakening. As I mentioned in the trailer, this season we're expanding our notion of what a dream is. We'll continue to hear stories of creativity, travel, and spirituality, and now we'll also hear about entrepreneurship, activism, parenthood, and more. Today, we're joined by Max Solomonyuk. Max is a software developer and newly dubbed entrepreneur who believes that being playfully curious about yourself and your surroundings will help you find new dreams or goals. After his first stint with solo travel back in 2016, Max dreamt of being location independent so that he could see the world while working from these remote places. In 2019, he took the leap and went through Asia with just a backpack filled with a handful of clothes and his laptop. From working on a farm in Japan, to learning the art of sound healing in the Nepali Himalayas, to plugging into and building an expat community in Da Nang, Vietnam, Max gained many insights into confidence, self-motivation, and building community that he shares in this episode. After his travels were cut short due to the pandemic, Max and a few friends that he met in Bali started an online video speed networking platform, High Right Now, that has recently gotten into a world-renowned accelerator, Fast Track Malmo. He is now currently back in Bali where he is working full-time on his current dream to make meeting people online less weird and more fun and effective. Check out the links in the description to learn more. Let's welcome Max Solomonyuk. Hi, Max. How are you? How are you feeling today? What's up, Misha? I'm doing really, really good. Really well, man. You know, got uh, got my, my chai tea here. Did a little bit of yoga this morning. Feeling, Got a lot of fucking sleep yesterday. Um, also, my bad. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this. Is this, is this PG? It's, you're, you're allowed. You're allowed. <laughs> I, I've already told like all the platforms that there is swearing, so it's okay. Okay. You're, you're fine. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I'm, from, uh, I'm from New York, so, you know, fucking is, uh, is a key part of our vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell, tell us more. So you're from New York. You can't take the New, the New York out of Max, but where are you right now? Um, I'm in Bali right now, Bali, Indonesia. So it's, uh, for the people who don't, don't know, it's this like tropical island in Indonesia. Indonesia itself is this country in like Southeast Asia. Um, mm-hmm. and it has like 18,000 islands or something like that. It's, it's wild. But Bali is this, this one, one of the bigger ones. And it's, um, it's known for, yeah, tropical beaches, really awesome jungles, really good diving. Um, lots of Instagram influencers come out here. Yeah, <laughs> which was yeah, yeah, which was actually the reason why I didn't want to come here. Um, mm-hmm. So I was I was backpacking through Asia in 2019, and my mm-hmm. best friend from New York she she said she was going to go to Bali um, with her sister, and this was like her first time in Asia, and she was like, yeah, I think Bali was a, it would be a good good starting point. And I was like, Bali, why the fuck would you want to go to Bali? Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I really didn't want to go because of the uh, 
I don't know, the, the Instagram influencers, I thought it was just going to be, you know, um, very like cliche and uh-huh. j- just, just full of people I, I wouldn't vibe with. But um, I got here like two weeks before she did. And um, yeah, it was, I love the islands, man. It's, yeah. th- there are the Instagram influencers and then the drunk Australians because um, of Australia, yeah, like it, Bali is to Australia what like Hawaii is to the US. Um, mm-hmm. So th- there, there are those people, but there's a lot of like, I hate the term digital nomads um, who mm-hmm. are really just like working out here doing cool shit. Um, so I met, I met really awesome people out here and yeah, I just fell in love with the island. So, um, yeah, I decided to come back, uh, with my co-founders out here and yeah, it's, it's been, I've been here for about a month and a half now. Um, and I got like another four and a half months in my visa. So excited to call this place home for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have to say I'm a little bit jealous because right now, so I'm in Buenos Aires. Where, um, for everyone listening in, we've we've had quite the time difference here. It's it's a it's a challenging time difference, but I'm so excited that we got to talk. Um, and I have to say I'm a bit jealous because I'm in like I'm on a, like a massive street in Buenos Aires, and it's like really noise. Buenos Aires is a beautiful city. I'm so happy to be here, but you know. Um, like in the middle of this pandemic, I've just been like, it's harder to move around and I don't have a car. Mm-hmm. So I've just been dying to get to some nature. So I'm just so jealous of you on your like beautiful tropical island with all like this this beautiful nature. You're so lucky. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I feel very, very grateful, very blessed to be out here. Um, I was feeling the same exact way, dude. I was in Mexico City actually for about like two or three months uh, prior mm-hmm. to this. Um, and yeah, I was just getting depressed, like being in a city. Um, this was between like September and December. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, it was kind of open for the most part. Um, I think we, we were just talking about how like, yeah, people in Latin America just are not very obedient and kind of they're also just very yeah. loving so like social distance yeah. is not like a thing you know like, it's not a thing like, at like all. to hug kiss like it's you know but I, that's what i love about latin americans like their their passion and their love is just uh yeah uh, sec- second to none you know um, you know, you exactly. Just but I feel out. conflicted <laughs> about that because that's why I love it like in general. And actually, like there are these studies about like um, the distance that people keep between strangers, acquaintances and close friends and family. And Argentina mm. is like where, where I am is like the least distance between like strangers, <laughs> and, like everyone. And that's what I like. I'm a very warm person. And that's what I like love about Argentina. Like most of the time, it's just like right now is like not the time that you want that to be happening so you know like, yeah <laughs> here yeah, we are sure. but here we are you can't you can't rewire a whole culture like that you know no um, and i wouldn't want it to be that would be so for me that would be like i think there are some things that we can learn from the pandemic but i don't want like one of the things to be that like all the nice like warm cultures in the world suddenly become like cold and distant that would make me so sad yeah yeah i think um i think after this people are going to really want to embrace each other more uh, when it's all said and done. I don't think like this year maybe, but you know, in the next few years, um, just, you know, so many people are just like isolated and, and mm-hmm. don't have, I mean, my love language is touch. So it, it's been tough for me, like mm-hmm. just in general, it's just like, 
yeah yeah you know just i love embracing people love getting held love being love holding people um so but i think similar to like i don't know the uh the baby boom in the u.s after the war i think i think there's probably going to be a like a, a spike in uh in in babies coming out <laughs> out of the pandemic I, i'm sure there <laughs> the will pen- be i'm I'm sure there will be. I I hope that people embrace each other when things are safer, and um, I hope people like start to appreciate just like how precious the world is, how precious life is, how precious you know, um, just all their relationships are. Um, I think that 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 is one of. I think you know, like this is this can be an invitation to start to appreciate things or it can just be like a time to cry. <laughs> you know, it can be like really whatever you make it. It's really a matter of perspective. Um, but I do hope that like people feel more of a, a desire to connect with themselves and with other people, which is a great transition to what to <laughs> my first question for you, Max. Um, could not have planned this better. Um, so you are kind of living the dream right now, which um, which is like the perfect transition. I want to ask you, Max, right now, what are your dreams? What are my, what are my dreams right now? Right um, now, whenever, but mostly like right. You know, tell me all of your dreams now, yeah. before, yeah. Yeah, it, it's funny because when you hit me up last month to do this podcast, and you know, I I found out what it what it was about. Um, I, yeah, I took some time to like really think about it. I was like, dude, what what are my dreams? And mm-hmm. I, I think growing up as a kid, I didn't really have dreams um as as terrible as that sounds uh, i i don't know exactly why either like may, maybe it was a mix of like um my parents immigrated from the ukraine and uh, i was like first generation born in america so i think you know um having these like lofty dreams as a as a son to two immigrants was kind of um i don't know out of the question you know it was mm-hmm. very much about school and uh, and studying and like getting an education, getting a job and getting money. Um, but I think recently, I mean, my, my dreams changed all the time, I, I feel. And I don't, I don't know if I really even want to call them dreams. It's, it's more like aspirations or, or goals of like what I want to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, a few years ago when we were in Boston together, I think one of my, my dream was to, yeah, travel the world and, and have a job that allowed me to do that. Um, because I was I was just like an engineer in in Boston, and the culture definitely wasn't remote whatsoever. Nor you know mm-hmm. we only had like like a month off or something like that, like what three weeks of pay time off. Mm-hmm. So not really, not really the digital nomad life. But um, yeah, that was <laughs> that was one of my, when when I started solo traveling, I got a taste of that, and and really wanted to to make it a lifestyle and. Yeah, ended up working out for me. I, I quit my job and and traveled for like 10 months through Asia, backpacked without working. Um, and now I own a company um, with some people that I met traveling. Um, and yeah, we, we kind of hop around from city to city. Um, not so much with the pandemic now. We're kind of staying in one spot for an extended time, like like four to six months. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just, just have my laptop and, and work, work away. So 
and get to see these cool places and, and live in different cities and experience different cultures. Um, that was my dream a few years ago. Right now, my dream right now is to make the company I work I'm I own like super successful. Um, we just got into an accelerator, um, mm-hmm. and for those who don't know, an accelerator is a program for early age startups where you go through this program. It's usually eight to twelve weeks. They give you like an initial investment, and they have like these workshops and these talks, and they like link you up with a bunch of investors um, and they just like help you grow your business. Pretty much they help you go from like what is called a pre-seed round to like a seed round. And a seed round could be anywhere between, depending on like what what your business is, it could be anywhere between like 100K or it could be like $5 million. Um, so that's what the, we just got into that accelerator. Uh, one of, it's, it's actually in Sweden. But obviously it's nice. remote because of uh, because of COVID. But mm-hmm. yeah, so super exciting. Like you know, that's that's the first uh, notch in the belt for this dream to make it successful. Um, and yeah, you know, just just keep it going from here. Um, that's that's my current dream for sure. I love it. Well, first of all, congratulations. That's so exciting about your company. Um, I actually last was it last? I think two weeks ago, I saw. Um, I saw your video on Instagram and I was like, oh, I'm so excited for Max. I can't wait to talk to him about this. I was like, wow, perfect, perfect timing. Um, by the time people are listening to this episode, it won't be one week ago. But for me, it's very, yeah. you know, very, very relevant. Um, and yeah, I what something that there are just so many things. This always happens um, because everyone I talk to, I, I absolutely love. And everyone says so many beautiful and insightful things. The, the challenge is always to figure out like which to talk about. Um, but for me, I remember when we last ta- spoke and well, when we last like really saw each other in person a few years ago, um, I remember we're in Boston. We're both working for like kind of a very traditional company with like a lot of people from like really traditional. Yeah, yeah, very traditional. <laughs> it was like an electric and natural gas company. So if, if if people aren't really familiar with that industry, it's kind of an industry that hadn't changed very much in like decades. So and and also like the generations, it, it had a lot of baby boomers in Generation X. So people who grew up in a time where you like you started working for that company and that was just the company you worked for your whole life. And then Max and I like, I'm a millennial. I think Max are like kind of on the border of like millennial and generation. I'm, I'm a I'm a millennial. Yeah, I you are a millennial. I uh, okay. Yeah, I yeah I don't uh, identify as Gen Z whatsoever. I used to okay. actually I used to hate on Gen Zs, but um. Clubhouse recently. I don't know if you know about Clubhouse, the app that's kind of gone viral recently. No. Which one? It's Clubhouse. It's it's this it's this app where it's audio only, and think of it as like pretty much like a dynamic podcast where people mm-hmm. talk on stage, and you can like have an audience, and then the audience comes up on stage and like ask questions and talk. Um, there's a lot of Gen Zers on it, and I've had like a lot of conversations with them, and uh, yeah, they've definitely changed my mind on uh, my impression of, about them. But I I am a millennial through and through. Um, lo- love the word. Love uh, love the culture. <laughs> love the people. <laughs> well, I love what you. I honestly love what you said just now about Gen Z because this is another reason I want to do this podcast. I I want people to hear different stories about different people to either like feel. Um, 
see themselves in other people and feel like they can do things that they maybe didn't think they're capable of, but also to see people who they thought were different than them and then hear their stories and realize actually like I, I had one idea about you, but actually I now feel differently. And I think so much of that happens through stories. So like for you, that happened for Gen Z, for your impression of Gen Z through Clubhouse. For me, I used to kind of hate on Gen Z too because I just thought that they were um, so like they they're so jaded and so apathetic and I'm just like I'm just a very like I have a podcast about dreams and like you know I'm just like a very warm bubbly person so I'm like come on Gen Z like can you get excited about like anything like where is your emotion and you know like I live in Latin America now so it's just like I just want to like shake Gen Z and be like can you have a feeling but then I watched shows like um 13 Reasons Why and Euphoria and Grand Army. And then I just see like how horrific it is to grow Euphoria up. Euphoria is great. I, I Euphoria love, is I an amazing Euphoria. show. Yeah. I absolutely yeah. love it. Um, and I just, if I were growing up in like a time with all this technology and all this cyberbullying, I understand why you would have to like become a little bit of num- a little bit numb to just survive. So I think like through seeing these stories, we can start to like, understand people and have empathy for them so yeah i think it's it makes so much sense that like you feel that way and you probably work with a lot of gen z also um not so much right now um so my team it's funny we kind of just lost half our team this this last month um no yeah just as we've gotten success and gotten some funding and um yeah crazy time honestly but uh it, we're, we're, I have two co-founders and we're mm-hmm. all excited about it. Um, the prospect of like having a clean slate going into this accelerator. Um, we love all the people that have worked for us. Like shout out to them. They, they, they've really made the company what it is now. And we could not have gotten into this accelerator without them. But, um, but yeah, I'm the youngest in the company. I'm 26. Mm-hmm. My other co-founders are in their 30s, like 32, 35. But I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. much like 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 me. They're just like young souls. Um, and then yeah, our designers were about like 28. Um, mm-hmm. But but no, we no no Gen Zers. Um, but I think I I my company is in the realm of tech, and I think you know. In a few years, when these Gen Zers are, are are older, like you're starting to see it now, they're they're going to be running tech, like mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. That they they've only grown up with technology, and exactly. you know I'm on Clubhouse and they're just like spinning out these app names and these and and what like what have you. And I'm just like, dude, how do you know all this? Like yeah. it's like they, they do a lot of research and they, they explore a lot of apps and they, they really understand like user experience, um, how like apps work, what makes it go viral. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and they, they really understand the ins and outs of it. So it's, it's really interesting to pick their brain on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been doing that the past month. Um, so no Gen Zios on our team currently, but I definitely see it happening pretty, pretty soon, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think that there's like so much that you can appreciate about like different, like pretty much every generation and pretty much like every person that you come across. So I, yeah, I I definitely, I mean, tech with tech, there's like no one better than Generation Z. So I I definitely see that, that happening. But 
but, but one, one thing I would say about Gen Zers is that they don't have, I, I call them life virgins, honestly. They don't really yeah. have a lot of life experience because they, they're just, they're, they're, they live on the internet, you know? Yeah. Um, which, which I, I love, but yeah, I mean, human interaction is huge for me. Like seeing the world is huge for me. Um, and I talk to some of these Gen Zers and, and, you know, tell them what I've, where I've traveled to and like my life. And they're like, holy shit. Like I haven't left like California my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm like 21. And I was like, damn man. Like, you know, you, you got, you got to get out and experience life and, and just get a few, you know, get cultured and, and just have some life experience and, and be interesting. You know, like that's, uh, I think that's, that's the goal in life to be interesting. At least well, mine. <laughs> so that is that's exactly what I wanted to ask you about because I remember like the last time we were really talking I think it's when you were just thinking about so I think I don't remember if I, I think I had just gotten back from like my backpacking trip in Latin America and then you were thinking of mm-hmm. doing something similar um, so it's really nice talking to you now like kind of after you've done all this cool traveling and also discovered like this passion that you have for technology so yeah um, I was wondering if you could tell me like a little bit more about like what transpired between them because you know you're just talking about all this like life experience and I think that you know you really discover a part of yourself when you when you travel can you talk a little bit about like um that self-exploration kind of uncomfortable moments that you've had while traveling that maybe made you uh I don't know like gave you a new understanding of of yourself and other people yeah for sure when um I started traveling, specifically solo traveling. Um, for those who don't know, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. You just kind of go to a place by yourself, but you end up <laughs> yeah. not ever being by yourself, man. It's yeah, it, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely can. It just really depends on how you travel. You know, if you're in hostels and stuff, like you're always meeting people. Um, you know, the, the relationships are a bit fleeting, I think, but. Uh, you know, everyone's like traveling around, so you'll be meet for like two or three days. But you're you're mm-hmm. always surrounded by people. But the reason why I started traveling and solo traveling specifically was because um, I had just gotten out of a two year relationship back in when I was in in university, and kind of just realized I I had a hard time letting her go, even though I knew it wasn't going to work, and I didn't want to be with her mostly because I wanted, I was, I was comfortable with it, you know? And I dug a little deeper and realized it was more so like I wasn't comfortable being by myself. Like I had always mm-hmm. wanted to be around people. Um, like I would never, I would never go for walks by myself. I would never like go to the movies by myself. I would think like I'm a loser. I don't have friends. Like, um, mm-hmm. so the reason I started traveling, I, I went to Iceland my first, my first trip. And my plan was to be there for eight days by myself and just see see what would happen, like see how I would feel. Um, and <laughs> I was never by myself. <laughs> it, totally, <laughs> it totally just did not. There, there was one day, one day. But uh, yeah, I had met some people on Reddit, actually. Um, I met this one guy on Reddit, uh, Niall. He's, he's my good friend. I, I was living with him in, in Vietnam um, last year. And... Uh, yeah, we, we, we met these people in the hostel and kind of just had like a mini crew for like a week um, or five days or so. Um, so it, it was really, really nice. But but yeah, the I just kept traveling to meet people, be by myself, put myself in these like really just like uncomfortable situations 
like when you're traveling and and see see what happens just kind of push myself to see what 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 i could do um and yeah it's it's turned out really well i've uh met some awesome people learned a lot about myself through it um and you know just have gotten so much confidence that i really just could do anything like you know if if you're in a country say like vietnam and don't speak the language and you could just fucking figure out how to get to the next city through a bus like that just you know like is an ego boost you're like dude i can do anything you know like taxes in in america fuck that shit (laughs) easy yeah i i just figured out this vietnamese bus schedule are you kidding me taxes yeah (laughs) so uh yeah it's like things like that you know it it kind of yeah it, it, it helps you gain some confidence um makes you realize that you have more power and uh, than, than you think really and um yeah you just meet awesome people and and get cultured you know it's you, you see you see the world through a different lens i often come back to america and i, I like start comparing it to asia um mm-hmm. which you know isn't isn't there, there's good and bad from each each spot for sure but uh yeah you you just kind of like question what what you've been brought up around like your whole life and, and like wonder like why like why do we just drive mm-hmm. on the right side instead of the left side you know like why why is this why is america like a society where it's me 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 and like asia it's, it's japan specifically it's like the society comes first and then the individual comes mm-hmm. second like you know and, and like what are the repercussions with that so yeah a lot of a lot of cool stuff that come from traveling and you know, you get to see some cool places too. It's, 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 uh, I love the nature part of it. Um, I love hiking and, uh, yeah, you get some awesome photos and, and, and really what it comes down to is I kind of alluded to it before is you just become interesting, you know? Um, Mm. I, I always say, I always say to people like you, you have to have hobbies and interests and, and that will make you interesting um, mm. And like, if you if you never if you've talked to someone who just doesn't really do anything with their life and has like no hobbies, hasn't really experienced life, like the conversation gets very stale very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, I think you know just having these experiences just gives you a lot of things to talk about, and it attracts like a lot of people. You know, like it's it's helped me with dating for sure, like specifically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not not yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but this also is like just the like secret it... life of walter mitty did you see that movie <laughs> yeah i did actually yeah it's it like he has movie. a dating <laughs> profile and he he's not interesting enough so then he goes and travels and now his dating profile is complete so he pretty much like did that movie yeah yeah so any advice for people listening if you want to level up your your dating life start traveling <laughs> i love it <laughs> no i love i love so many things that you said um I think one of the one of the really ironic and interesting things you mentioned is when you solo travel, you're rarely solo and you often meet people. And, you know, in my experience, when a lot of the times people are scared to solo travel because they think they're always going to be alone and they think they're not capable of that. But really, when you travel with a friend a partner or a group, that's actually more isolating because you're in this like insular unit and you don't feel moved to go out of your comfort zone and meet other people. Mm -hmm. 
And in my experience, like that's what happens Free when I travel with the group. And when you're alone, you just feel like, oh, like, let's see what happens. Like, let me go and like, you know, get out of my shell and and go out and meet people. And it's just, I just find it so ironic that like by traveling alone, that's when like more new connections happen than, I mean, I think it's beautiful to travel with friends and like a partner or whoever, like don't get me wrong. But I think we have like this misconception that that one is more social than the other, where it's really kind of one is more like internally social and one will like kind of move you to have this more like external social experience. Yeah, dude, for sure. I, you know, you couldn't have said it better. Like, you're you're less incentivized to meet out to go out and meet people when you're in a group with with friends and stuff. Um, and definitely not saying like, you know, don't travel with your friends. I I'm actually at the point in my life where I I want to put solo traveling on the back burner and and travel with friends more. Um, just because mm-hmm. I've I've been solo traveling for like three or four years and. One one of one of the things I don't like about it is I will see, you know, this like crazy sunset on top of a mountain, and I'll be like, damn, I wish Mike, my best friend, was here. Like he would fucking love this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, you know, I I miss out on having on sharing these really dope experiences with the people I love, um, mm-hmm. the most, and the people that mean the most to me. Um, you know, like granted, like you'll be experiencing with like new friends. Um, the people that you met at the hostel or like on the bus ride or whatever what have you but uh it's different when you know you're like someone who you really care about is is sharing the moment with you so um yeah that's uh that's an insight i've had this past year and mm-hmm. just you know just trying to travel more with friends and and experience it with them yeah well, I think that also gets to like the stage of your life you're in because, you know, you, you talked about how your dreams have changed throughout your life. And really, I think like everything has its place, but it, it just depends on like what feels natural to you where you are in the moment. Because, you know, solo traveling is great when you're in kind of a more exploratory part of your life and you want to kind of discover yourself. Um, I love how you talked about like realizing your capabilities because I had the kind of the same experience like before traveling I kind of saw the world a certain way and thought oh I can't do this or I can't do that but when you're kind of forced to do something you're like well I better learn how to do this because if not I'm in trouble like it's it needs to happen otherwise like I'm gonna die or like something bad's gonna happen (laughs) so like you 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 realize necessity really like gives you creativity and kind of a new sense of, of what you're capable of so I think like that is a beautiful thing that comes out of solo travel. And I definitely think that like that is one of the reasons I'm happy that I did solo travel. Um, But also, as you said, like when you're in kind of a different mode of your life, maybe like you're a little bit older, it's more about like, you know, your relationships and kind of um, community and like having more, more deeper relationships versus like more new relationships and kind of discovering um, like, well I think you're always discovering about yourself but um then you can experience travel in like a different way so I think they both they're both very beautiful and they both have their place um another thing that you said that I absolutely loved is you were talking about how when you travel you start to question things and I think that there are so many so many different ways in life 
so many different things that can make you question the way you grew up. Um, maybe like right now we're in the middle of a pandemic. It's a huge pause button. And, and for, for people who like maybe haven't traveled or, or certain things just haven't forced them to reevaluate their way of life. Now everyone is kind of looking and it's an opportunity to look internally. So I think there are a lot of different things that can prompt that type of, um, that type of reflection. And I think travel is definitely one because, you know, um, if you were living in one country with with the same culture the whole time, with everyone, you know, reinforcing that culture, um, you have no reason to kind of think about, oh, like, why why is it this way? You kind of just think well, that's that's reality. That's just how things yeah. are. Um, did do you feel like as a result of um, of um, of starting to question uh, either culture in the U.S. or just the the way you've been seeing the world, um, did you have any kind of revelations that that have changed the way you now live your life? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. Um, none that like I mean I I definitely have um, nothing that jumps out on my mind like on the spot right here. Um, I think just mostly. Yeah, mostly questioning like why 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 do I live in America or I'm sorry the U.S. America is a continent. I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so I'm so bad at it. I'm so yeah. I, yeah, and like it just goes to show like you know like you like people from the U.S. just think they're just like above like everyone mm-hmm. like like call themselves Americans. So it's like dude, like a whole continent is America. You know, it's yeah, uh, it's it, it's tough. It's tough for sure. Um, yeah, mostly like why why do I live in the US? Um do I see myself living here? And you know, it's I I got lucky for sure. Like I'm a white male living born in the US, like you know, fucking jackpot. Mm-hmm. But um <laughs> it's like you know, I, I'm not going to lie to myself about it. But um you know, it's I just got lucky there. I had no choice of like do I actually want to live here, you know? Like it was it was just like the draw of the cards but um yeah i I think one thing i I question a lot is is yeah do i want to live in the u.s and if not where do i want to live and Mm -hmm. and why and i I don't think i want to live in the u.s uh permanently and it sucks because you know my whole family's in the u.s and a lot of my Mm -hmm. friends friends are, are are there so it's it's tough for me to kind of like like say peace out to them um but uh, but yeah, pretty much the the law the answer to that question is yeah do do I want to live in the U.S. If not, uh, why not? And um, I guess it made me realize like is my is my relationship with my family like the most important thing in my life? Is it like the driving factor of like why I would want to stay in the U.S. Um, and if I don't don't want to stay in the U.S., then like maybe maybe it's not so important to me. As, as bad as it sounds, I love my parents for sure, like, and my whole family. But, um, you know, I, I just find it tough to say in one spot just to be close to them when I know I wouldn't enjoy that that spot, like, living in that, in that area. Um, so, yeah, and those are the tough conversations you have to have with yourself. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't think I would have had it had it not been for traveling, you know? Yeah. No, I think I think it's so important to to be honest with yourself about, you know, what what will make you happy, what will make you feel fulfilled. 
um, and to think about kind of what um, what community means to you and and relationships and traveling. I think the U.S. definitely lends itself to kind of valuing um, to kind of you you know like for example in like Latin America, um, people generally tend to live you know to to be born, grow up and go to school and, and settle down in the same places that their family has lived. And often like multiple generations will live in the same house um, or at least they'll live near each other. Like here in Buenos Aires, people often see their, see their family like um, every Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. So community plays a different role. Whereas in the US, like at least in my experience growing up, I was born in one city. I grew up in a different city. I went to school in a different city, and now I live in a different country. So uh, <laughs> I think it definitely lends itself to kind of a culture where people don't feel like they need to live near their family and friends. And it, it definitely values, you know, like um, entrepreneurship and those types of things more. So I think culture plays a huge role. Um, and as you said, I think, you know, like traveling, you can start to think about, oh, like, do I feel this way just because of how I grew up? Do I really, is this what I really want? Um, like, do I, do I feel, how do I feel about my relationships? Do I want to live my life based on, you know, my family or me, or do they happen to line up? So I think, I think that is, that is so important to, to ask yourself. Um, I'm curious yeah. because, um, my my dad is an immigrant um, like your parents, and he came from a culture that very much valued family where, you know, um, where people would live in the same city as their parents or their grandparents. Um, and so family was very important for me growing up. And yet here I am like in a different country. <laughs> um, so can, can you talk a little bit about kind of like the role that, you know, your your family had growing up and the role that you know kind of what it was like to be the the child of an immigrant and um and did that kind of change kind of your dreams how you feel about family and community how you feel about travel yeah my um yeah i'll preface it by like i love my parents to death um they're awesome (laughs) awesome people um but yeah growing up it was it, it was different. Like growing up in New York City is 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 quite interesting. You you grow up fast, you know. And my parents never really instilled too many like they never put me in sports. That was like one huge thing. So I I didn't really have any like hobbies or or interests as a kid um, because of that. Um, and also like I think just like my body didn't develop as fast as other other people did with like sports mm-hmm. and then like confidence with like um with like uh being in a team and then confidence with just like being physical was just mm-hmm. like not up to par with, with other people because of that um and then also yeah they, they really instilled like school and, and learning um and just getting good grades um which i'm really thankful for you know i'm most of my life my, I mean, my whole academic career, I've gotten good grades and it's helped me, it's helped me get a good job and, and, and figure, you know, figure it out, get, get a lot of money and um, allow me to like kind of jumpstart this, this lifestyle I live now. But, um, but no, I, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, my, my parents are very, you know, traditional, like I said, they, not very risky. Um, they, you know, want to get a job get a good job get a high paying salary and just like 
chill chill there you know like like why 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 change something that's working you know mm-hmm. um so when i told them i was quitting my job and traveling and like not working they kind of you know my mom just uh, didn't understand and yeah. like still to this day doesn't really get it you know yeah like she still questions me even though i was like yo i've told you like seven times you know like the reason why i'm doing this um so so the lack of the lack of support there has always been tough for me um Mm -hmm. even when i first started this company they they thought it was stupid um they just weren't weren't supportive were pretty negative about it to be honest um Mm -hmm. you know just if i was having trouble they were just like oh like just quit and you know like find a job and it's like Dude, like that's just not what you like tell someone that's, that's like going yeah. through the ringer right now. You know, it was the yeah. same thing when I when I when I traveled and like was feeling like really down or like depressed or like mm-hmm. homesick. They were just like, oh, just like get on the plane and like come back here and like start your life again. It's like, it's like, damn man, like it's not a, uh, yeah, that, that's not helping me out. But um, to be fair, yeah. now they're very supportive of of my company. Um, even before I got the funding. Um, they have an interest in it. You know, they ask questions about it. Um, try to give me advice. My dad is is now he, like this Google extraordinaire, like, like <laughs> looking up like stocks and shit like that. And, I love it. And like, it's like it's like telling me how to run my business. It's like, all right, dad, like no fucking doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your basement and, and figure out these. Uh, I love you know, the it. Bitcoin, Bitcoin and shit. Um, but but to, yeah, like to his credit, like he. Uh, he learns quick. He's he's curious, um, which which I think I got from my from from them. Like curiosity is uh, is a huge thing in my life. Like you got to be curious about yourself. You got to be curious about other people, and mm-hmm. and curiosity is is what is going to move you forward, and you know just just help you build relationships. You know, like you you don't want to talk to someone that is not asking you questions about you or do like or doesn't show an interest in you it's it's no. it seems like one so one-sided and it's like why why even like continue with this um another thing that they like really instilled in me is um respect like always respect people um and always never never come to a party like empty-handed or you know mm. if someone comes over like you treat them like as as if you know they're fucking family, mm-hmm. or even more so more so than family. Like you're honored. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you know, like, I love yeah, it. Like, yeah. But, but my my mom is the most selfless person in the world, um, and the, a little a little too much. Honestly, it, it can yeah. it can get it can get overwhelming. Um, but yeah, I've learned to be selfless from her specifically, and 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 just be nice to people and just like. Just help them without a reason, without without a motive, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, they they've they've helped in that. They've you know not not so much. They they haven't inspired me so much in like in terms of life and business and and figure out what I want to do with my life. But they've definitely inspired me with some really core fundamentals that has made me the person that I am today. So, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to them for that and. The, the whole, I know I, I'm rambling here, but there's there's you're this not one rambling. Other thing. <laughs> I, I want to. I love it. I want. I want to hear about your story. So it's not rambling at all. So so they they don't get why I solo travel and and go to these countries by myself. And I was like, they're they're like, 
it's just so risky. Like, why would you do that? I was like, you guys left Ukraine to go to the U.S. by yourselves don't know the language don't know anybody here like i know how are you how are you saying i'm risky like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) yeah Yeah. like i would be shitting my pants you know yeah so i mean like shout out to them for doing that it's but uh but yeah i i think when i when i explain it that way they they like kind of get it a little bit but uh even still they're just like yeah i just don't get you (laughs) Mm. yeah no, it's funny because my parents are so similar to your parents, like in terms of like my dad is similar to your dad. My mom is similar to your mom and the values that they instilled in me are similar. And also their risk aversion is very similar. And I think what happens is when immigrants come to America, even though that is very risky, they view it as stable because they view the U.S. as like a land of opportunity. So they think that even though there's like a big challenge in being an immigrant there and um, and so much uncertainty, they don't see that as uncertain because they just see the opportunity there. And then they think that if you've come to this land of opportunity where you can get this materially abun- material abundance, like going anywhere else, that is just risky. So um i completely i'm right there with you when i told my parents about like the solo travel and the moving abroad we had like the same argument so i i (laughs) I feel i feel everything that you said like so viscerally max um i i wanted to ask you because i've i think that this is one of like the hardest things so i think a lot of the times when people i think there are so many reasons why people don't like um I don't want to say fulfill, but I will say fulfill, Uh, like fulfill their dreams. Like sometimes they don't know what their dream is. Sometimes they're scared to take the first step. And then sometimes they start down the path and then they give up. And I think that for you, like you were doing something very brave, very vulnerable, very genuine and beautiful. And your parents were not supportive at all. In fact, they were being like the opposite of supportive. So Mm. how did you in those moments, like keep the faith? How did you, you know, stay true to yourself? Like have the kind of um, affirmation, kind of the the self-assuredness and kind of the intuition to keep doing what you're doing in the face of not only like the uncertainty and, you know, the world around you, but also with someone so close to you saying that it was a bad idea i had awesome friends i i I still have those awesome friends so they've uh Mm -hmm. they've helped me one one in particular my best friend mike um Mm -hmm. yeah he he's like my biggest source of source of inspiration he's the one that like even explained to me what solo travel was i didn't even think that was a thing um Mm. and and he's he's a this badass senior developer in at meetup.com um, so when I was making the transition from electrical engineering to uh, software developing, like he he gave me a lot of pointers, um, just like showed me where to look and all that, and like you know if I ever had any questions, he was there to answer. Um, and yeah, just I, I would always just like talk to him. Me and him are just I always say that me and him are like pretty much the same person except like he has more muscles <laughs> and now he's bald. <laughs> but uh but uh no i think i think we we've strayed a little bit in terms of of life uh after college and like the years after it but uh yeah talking to him was just yeah it was amazing i i, I couldn't i definitely could not have uh it, it not that i couldn't have done it without him because that's a lie. 
Um, I definitely could have. I did. But but it, it definitely eased the blow for me. Um, and yeah, I I guess mostly just just knowing that this is that this is my path. Like as as tough as it as stuff would be, I just always told myself I was like, yo, like, you know, there's this mantra like this too shall pass, and like, mm. you know, it, it it's gonna pass. The hard times are gonna pass. Um, you just you just gotta give it give it the time, give it the space, and, and just like persevere through it. Um, and yeah, I, I I've always just been super motivated by. Yeah, just leading this interesting life, um, meeting awesome people, just just staying curious, and then also you know, a little like prove people wrong. Like mm. you know, a lot of a lot of my family, they're just like, "Oh, this is stupid. You'll be back in like three months." <laughs> like, and, and I was like, "I bet like three months." Watch like, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so so always kind of like a, a chip on my a shoulder for, for that. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. It's it's good to have motivation like that. I think uh, not in a toxic way, you know, but uh, but mm-hmm. it kind of like I told you so. Everyone likes to say I told you so as much as people say like <laughs> you don't like like no you, you do you do. <laughs> yeah, I think that's somewhat part of human nature. Yeah. How did you? Um, I think like when you were talking about the the idea that this too shall pass when you're going through like a difficult moment. I mean, this too shall pass is also about realizing like the impermanence of like good things and not getting attached to them. So I think it's about kind of just like presence and accepting like what is and real and like um, and not getting attached to anything too much. But how did you because it's one thing to like look at Instagram and see all those like, you know, the quote, like (laughs) the person on the beach with the quote that says like this too shall pass. And then you like that, like, great. okay. but like it's one thing to like read that it's one thing to even like sort of understand that but to like really get to a point where you like viscerally feel that and you believe that and that can like help anchor you in these moments where like your external situation is not what you want it to be like a lot of people around you are saying like this isn't good like how like what what made you really kind of believe this too shall pass did you have a specific experience um yeah um, not like one that I could pinpoint. I, I am certified to teach yoga. So I've been doing yoga for like the past three years. And, you know, you, you get all the mindfulness and spirituality that comes jam packed with that. So mm. three years of that has really just like helped me a listen to my body and listen to my thoughts and kind of just, um, yeah, just, just listen to it and believe in myself. Um, lots of meditation. I've been meditating on and off for like seven years now um Mm -hmm. and 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 understanding like the importance of just just being in the moment um and breathing it's just just, it's crazy how how often you don't remember that you breathe and and how amazing it feels um and yeah i I think just a combination of those two just just led me to believe and just like yeah like you know I know that this that this experience is just kind of like everything in my head. Like you know, I'm just I I have this this mental loop, this mental feedback loop that's that's um, that's pretty toxic. So mm-hmm. meditating through it has helped. Um, psychedelics has helped as well. Um, mm. Pretty pretty you know controversial topic, but I think <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think I think 
if you do them in the proper way with the proper setting with the proper intention they are extremely powerful um mm. and then it, specifically ketamine for uh getting out of these these feedback loops it's a disassociative mm-hmm. so like it completely just just like takes you out of your body and and then makes you kind of take a step back and look at things like in a different way and what like like a great example is like say you had an abusive father not saying my mm-hmm. father was abusive but say you have an abusive father and mm-hmm. you know you, you have this mental loop of like like damn like my father is like is an asshole and like you know doesn't love me like he's just like a terrible person you like you, you potentially could take ketamine or like one of these psychedelics and like realize like yo he's also just a person that has probably had a really shitty life experience and like mm-hmm. just doesn't know how to deal with it because he didn't have the yeah. tools to deal with it and like that would just like open your mind and perspective so much to it and be like like yo like actually he's not an asshole it's just he hasn't been taught how to deal with this stuff and mm-hmm. i shouldn't hate him for that um yeah so like and it, like that is an, an example of, of how these can help but again you know again i'm not like telling anyone to go out and do drugs at all <laughs> um, <laughs> disclaimer you know um but yeah proper setting proper people proper intention for sure will uh yeah will, will be really good well i think like the idea like the whole i think the idea there is is really key the the idea that um that you can, I mean, it's the same idea with meditation. It's the same idea with a lot of things that you kind of step back and observe your thoughts and observe your reactions to things and realize that it's not necessarily like your essence and it's not who you are. Um, and a lot of things are kind of just unconscious patterns that we're living out. I think like that's, that has, meditation has helped me a lot with that. And honestly, I think like it's something that you become aware of a little bit more as you travel. And honestly, in this pandemic, like, for, for example, like, I mean, I'm a very emotional person and sometimes like I get lost in my emotions and I think that that is reality. But like, as I meditate more, I'm starting, I'm, be, I'm more aware of like, oh, this is just my automatic reaction. And this is like reality. For example, like with the pandemic, there are so many times <coughs> you can convince yourself that you have like COVID or something or like, like <laughs> something happens and like you read on WebMD that something is wrong with your body. And I've kind of just like with time realized like, okay, like right now I'm, I feel exhausted, but that doesn't mean I have COVID. Like, let's, let's think about this logically. Like I slept very little this week and yet I still like tried to exercise all the time. Of course, I'm, of course I'm tired. And this automatic like fear that I have, this reaction that I have to just assume that I have, I have COVID is just kind of like me um, just being a hypochondriac. So I think what you're saying about like, um, you know, just observing yourself, observing what is, uh, I think that that can really help to give you kind of peace in the present moment and also kind of in like longer, longer term. Yeah. I love, I love, I love what you said about like reacting. And I think like that's, that's the key word there, right? Like you're just, you're reacting in real time to, to your emotions or to these external factors or like your environment and you know like like a lot of the times your first initial reaction is not going to be good you know 
Um, and and, and, yeah. and, and not, not, yeah. you, not you specifically, me for sure, 100%, you know, like. <laughs> no, don't so, worry. So. Me, definitely my initial reaction is not, all, let me tell you, Max. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. definitely bit me in the ass more times than I'd like to admit. But uh, yeah, but, but yeah I, I think I think the meditation, like the daily practice of meditation will help you realize when you're reacting to something in real time. And like, you're like, oh, well, let me take a step back. And like, you know, if you're talking to someone, it's okay to be like, yo, give me like a few minutes to just kind of like decompress mm -hmm. and kind of like take this in because like, I'm going to start saying some shit that I actually don't mean and will probably hurt yeah. like your feelings or my feelings. Um, so I think, you know, meditation will help you realize and like, it will be a tool for those moments specifically. Um, so I, I really like the, uh, the reaction part, what you said. I think it's 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 super key that uh, yeah that that we don't that we don't react right away and it, and it's, you know and like realize that it's okay to not react right away like I think in this in this culture of like instant gratification like everything needs to be instant like some mm -hmm. things just can't be instant like it, it mm -hmm. like you have to take the time and let it just like settle in ruin it a little bit and then and then figure out what where your course of action is from that yeah. I love what you said just now about like not everything is instant because I do think that that's one of the things that makes it harder for for people to, you know, be patient and let their like creative or entrepreneurial or whatever it is that they want their life to be, whatever they want to manifest. I think that makes it harder to happen because you know, we're, we live in a time of social media. We live in a time where we can order like a cab or food or like we can order anything with our phone and it'll be here in like 20 minutes. So I think we have the expectation that like anything we want will happen immediately. Um, but when it comes to things that are really like truly genuine, um, it doesn't happen immediately. And it, it normally kind of there are like I don't know, like there's this inter, at least in my experience, like there's this beautiful like internal feeling that you have and then like a slowly like little like things will like trickle into your life and happen thing by thing. But like there are a lot of difficult moments and things, things take time. Um, can you talk because I am. I, you now have, um, oh my God, I already forgot the word that you said about like the, the type of funding that you have. What, 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 what was it again? Oh, where it got accepted into an accelerator. So we're, we're accelerator. in the pre-seed round, pre-seed round of funding. Pre-seed. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure it was like a really long road to get to the pre-seed huh. round of the accelerator. And I would love to hear more about the journey because I think, you know, um, now that we're having more empathy for Generation Z, I think like one of the things that must be really hard for them is I feel like they think that they're not allowed to fail and that I, I, that's not Generation Z. I feel like that's a lot of the culture of the U.S. But like if you mm. especially if you grow up with like social media all around you, you think everything needs to happen immediately. I think like when that happens, I feel like a lot of people feel like if they don't succeed in like the first, you know, like week or something, then they're just automatically like not going to be good at something. So can you talk about like kind of like the long road, the ups and downs, like the journey? Um, because I think it's important to kind of tell the story. So partially so that people realize like things don't necessarily need to happen immediately. And um, and it's a process. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it, it's it's a process indeed, and I think 
in entrepreneurship, especially, I think for you to be an entrepreneur, you need to realize like you're never you're you're not always gonna get the words of encouragement. Like actually, very rarely you're gonna get the words of encouragement <laughs> that, that, you, that you need that you need to keep pushing forward. You know, like like you really just have to like just just talk yourself into it and just be like, okay, like it's gonna happen. Um, I mean, having two co-founders help for me. Like like it's they're good sounding boards and. You know, when I'm feeling like less motivated or if I'm feeling guilty about something, like I can easily just like talk to them about it. And it's, you know, it evens me out like very well. Um, but yeah, with that being said, it's yeah, it's it's a process. It's the amount of times you hear no. I mean, we've gotten we've gotten to the final round of like three other accelerators, one of them like Snapchat, Mozilla, and then I, f- I forget the third one. And, you know, oh, cool. just so confident, so confident we're going to get in, just didn't get in, you know, and, and like that <laughs> is just so like so deflating. Um, yeah. But you, you just got to keep pu- pushing forward, like get the feedback from from them, figure out what went wrong, um, what you need to tweak, go back to the drawing board and then really just just come up with a plan of, of, of how you're going to proceed forward and and execute on that plan and like you and and realizing like that plan maybe not maybe won't be the plan that gets you to the next step like sometimes you do have to take mm. a step back before you take two steps forward it's it, it mm. very cliche but it's 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 true um and and you, you you just have to be you have to be nimble you have to be like malleable and like willing to kind of like change directions and be open to like a different a different idea of, of how you should be operating. I think like, obviously like the fundamental thing that you're trying to build shouldn't change. Like, you know, like my company, mm-hmm. we're trying to build deep, meaningful connections online throughout the world everywhere. And mm-hmm. like, that is our core value. That's not changing how we get there. Like, like maybe, the, maybe this one-on-one, we, we do one-on-one videos. Like it's, it's speed, speed, speed networking, like kind of like mm-hmm. speed dating, you know, like, six minutes and then you, you get a new partner six minutes um so like you know that's our product right now maybe that's not our product in like a year and a half but like we have to be completely okay with that um and like realize like like things change and the the landscape of of the market that you're in changes the landscape of the world changes and you just have to be willing to pivot and change with it or else you're going to be left in the dust, like like hundred um, percent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think those are those are the qualities you need 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 to make it for sure. Like willing to willing to adapt, and you know being being able to talk yourself into it and and just and just keep keep going because you have to have tough skin, man. You're gonna you're gonna you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna get no said to you many times, like. Uh, I've had talks with investors where they're just like, this is a stupid idea. Like, why, why would you pitch it? And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, and, and realizing like everyone that you talk to, like they will have a, a different opinion. And like, just because one person says something doesn't mean like that's, that that's the truth or like, that's what you mm-hmm. should like hang your hat on. Um, yeah. So having tough skin, having tough skin is, uh, is, is crucial for sure. Yeah. You said so but, many but, things that I think. Are, yeah, <laughs> there's and then also yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I, the, I I've been thinking about this a lot recently, and like I'm so new yeah. to entrepreneurship. Like it's only been like nine months for me or or, or so. 
um, and also realizing like, man, there's going to be highs and lows, like with your motivation, mm-hmm. with your business, with, with, with everything. But like specifically, like you will get burnt out. And, mm. you know, like th- there's going to be like a few months where you're fucking killing it. And then there's going to be like two weeks after that where it's just like everything is going wrong. You lack the motivation to do anything. You're even questioning why you're doing this. Like at that point, like you just need to stop. Like, mm. give yourself a few days. Don't do anything. And just, like, let yourself just just, just swim in this, like, pool of, like, unmotivation. And, mm-hmm. and like, you, you know, like, don't try to force yourself to get motivated again in that time. I think just letting yourself chill, letting yourself relax, feel what you need to feel. And then in a few days, you're, like, you're going to feel bad that you haven't done anything. And then it will start ramping up again. And, and mm-hmm. like you would get motivated again. But I think I think if you try to like start pushing stuff while you're unmotivated, A, it's just not gonna be the best work and like you're you're just gonna be really struggling to get to to really do anything groundbreaking for yourself, I think. Mm-hmm. So just let yourself chill. Yeah, I'm I'm so happy you said that. You said so many things that I want to get into. <laughs> Um, but I think that last one is so important because at least the culture that that I, I don't want to speak for both of us, but I feel like we grew up in the same culture. So I'm just going to say the culture that yeah. we grew up in is kind of just like at least the message that I learned is if it didn't if you didn't succeed, it's because you weren't working hard enough. So the solution is to push yourself harder. And recently, my experience doing more kind of creative pursuits, um, whether it's like um, work, whether it's like something for stand-up or the podcast or whatever it is, I've had kind of exactly the same experience as you. Like, I'm not feeling creatively inclined all the time. And I, I, re- I feel that those moments where I force myself to try to, like, write something when I'm not feeling the flow, it's always bad. It's always, it's not genuine. Um, people, when I do that and I perform it, people don't connect with it. So I think that... Um, it's really hard to to get to the to if you grow up in a culture that says like the answer is to just work harder to just barrel through to like go against that but really kind of um in my personal experience and what you're saying i'm so happy that you said that about entrepreneurship because i think like for things that are more creative it's easier to be like oh like this is kind of like you know like more of a hippie type thing like it's like go with the (laughs) flow or whatever but i love that you said that with your experience with entrepreneurship because like even in something that is a little bit more kind of practical and concrete and business and even in the business world even there like that doesn't work like you need to kind of listen to your body listen to what you're feeling um and and just follow what feels natural if you feel and the other thing is i love how you said like eventually you will feel moved to do things again because like in my experience, like if I'm like, sometimes I am burnt out and I need to just rest and not do anything. But then after like five days of not doing anything, I'll be like, oh, you know, I want to like go and write this thing or I want to perform here. Like you do. I think people who have just always been told that they need to just go, go, go and do, do, do. They think that if they just let themselves be and just weren't forcing themselves that they would just never have any motivation to do anything ever again. And Max and I are here to say that that's not true. That's not what happens. Just listen to yourself and you will, your body will naturally tell you when it's time to rest. And it will naturally tell you when it's time to like be moved 
to do something. So I'm so happy that you said that. Thank you, Max. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. I think I think everyone needs to hear that. You know, as, as I said before, like entrepreneurs, you don't get many words of encouragement, but uh, me and Nisha are here to give you those. <laughs> We're um, here. We but, got you. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> but but yeah, just to like piggyback and, and add one more thing yeah. to that. If um, you know, if you do take that break, like say four or five days, and like or whatever, a week, two weeks, whatever it is, and you're still not motivated, that means you're 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 just not doing the right the thing you want to do, right? Like, mm, like yeah, you know, it, <laughs> I I at that at that point, like that's the, that's the best two week break that you could have taken at that mm. point, like to really like understand, like okay, this venture that I'm on, like my heart is just not in it, like. Like, why am I doing it? Why am I going to waste my time? I'm just going to be miserable going forward. And like, you know, to take two weeks off and to realize that, like, it's so invaluable for the rest of your life. You're like, well, you know, that just didn't work. And like, let me move on to the next thing. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, it, it, it would be a good way to see if your heart is really in what you're doing as well. Mm hmm. No, I'm, oh, Max, just so many, so many revelations. I love it. No, I've had exactly the same feeling, honestly. Um, I, I think, yeah, it really is, it's, it's, there are lots of nuances and I think it really takes someone who's, who's able to listen to themselves and understand themselves to kind of know the difference between when they're, when things are not happening for them because it's not actually something that's truly natural or when things aren't happening because, you know, maybe you need to just rest a little bit more and try a different approach um, because mm -hmm. both of them are things that can happen. Um, but yes, I think it's so important what you said about, you know, the fact that if you realize that something is not for you, that does not mean that you like failed as a person. That's actually great because then you can find yeah. something that's more authentic, that will make you happy, that will come naturally. And there is that thing for everyone. It, it, it might take you a bit longer to realize, but actually it'll be shorter to realize because if you had kept going down this road because you felt like you needed to do it, then it would just maybe like an, you would have done it for another year before you have had that revelation that it's time to try something else. So really, as you said, like those two weeks or however long it is that take you to realize that you want to do something different, like that's actually a great thing. And I think a lot of the times we have this concept of falling behind or needing to do something mm -hmm. by a certain date that is all, in my experience, that's all so arbitrary. And like the sooner yeah. like you're able to let go of that, I feel so old saying these things, but whatever, like the sooner <laughs> you're able to like let go of that. And it, also if I said that I've like completely let go of like comparing myself to other people and all these things, I would definitely be lying. But, you know, the sooner that that doesn't, like, control how you make your decisions, like, the happier you'll be and, like, you'll be able to make things from, like, a more authentic place. So I think that I just love everything that you just said, Max. So th thank you uh, for speaking that truth. <laughs> no no problem. Yeah, I, I really like talking about this this topic of entrepreneurship because it's all, it's all new, new to me. And it's, it's so fun, like, exploring this whole new uh this whole new industry with tech and and mm -hmm. like learning about the business side of things. Cause I'm 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 engineering and tech, right? But uh, mm -hmm. I like to I, I like to sit on the marketing meetings and figure out like like what's going on there and get some insights and like and, and whatnot. But um, one thing I wanted to say to that is you, you said that there's no like 
there's no set time of like when shit should happen or, mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I yeah. think I, I think like, yeah, there's no game plan to life, right? Like there's no like, hey, follow this and like by 30, you'll have millions of dollars. I'm sure it's there, yeah. in some industries there, there are that game plan, but for the most part, there, there really isn't. And, you know, like just because you see like a 24 year old killing it, like on Instagram, A, doesn't mean that they're actually like successful. I know a bunch of people mm-hmm. that have very good Instagrams and actually are miserable people, don't make a lot of money. And like actually are just reusing a lot of pictures, so they're actually not even like traveling, like as mm. they like say they are. So it's it's just like this facade that they put up. So like comparing yourself, it's not what? real life. <laughs> oh my god! I hard to believe, right? Yeah. Everything I saw it on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fake news fake news fake, fake news that that is the best thing trump came up with fake news i love i love that term <laughs> um yeah but uh but but yeah i think uh yeah there's there's no there's no game plan to this there's no set timeline you know if if it takes you a few extra years like fuck it like you still got there like who cares you know it's mm-hmm. like the only there's, there's no competition with anyone but but yourself like just just every Every year, try to have a better year than the year before is is how I live my life. Um, one of the, one of the many ways I live my life. But uh, yeah, I think and it, if anyone's listening to this in in university, man, university years are tough. <laughs> and like people say, that's like the greatest years of your life. People who say that live miserable lives. Like that, those yeah. those are just the beginning of the best years. Like literally, my my life after twenty three each year has gotten better and better and better because like you want to level up at least me and like mm-hmm. do more, do more interesting shit and just grow as a person. Um, not every month is going to be like super, you know, like eye opening or something, but just like collectively as a year, I think, I think they get better and better and better as, as you grow older, you have more money, you have more experience, like, uh, you know, more connections and stuff. And it's, it makes it makes life more interesting, more more flavorful, if you will. I love the I love the optimism. No, I, I think that's great. Um, ju- I mean, to put things in perspective, I think this is another situation where it really depends on the person and like the path is not linear because honestly, like so I honestly I honestly loved university, but I also like love where I am. Now. I love university. The university yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. But I think it I think it really to changes for different people because like for me, uh right after university was when I I was living in Boston and I was working for a Fortune Five Hundred well, we were working for a Fortune Five Hundred company. And like that's when I was like making like money in US dollars and like that's the most money I had been making because now I live in Argentina and I make money in pesos, which for those of you who are not familiar with Argentine peso, it is like one of the most highly inflated currencies in the world. So like I do not make very much money at all right now um, compared to what I made before, but I am so much happier and freer than I was before. So I think like really like you might not necessarily like honestly your external circumstance who knows what's going to happen with that but i think as you as you grow older like you have the opportunity to like meet more people i mean really anything can happen at any time i think it's a matter of just Mm -hmm. like listening to yourself um and not being too attached to any 
specific sequence event. It's like what you said about being agile, like with entrepreneurship. I really think, but I I honestly think the metaphor that you used for entrepreneurship is just like a great metaphor for life because you have this company and you keep the essence of, you know what the essence of the company is and you preserve that, but you adapt to the times. And I think that's just what like humans should do. It's about like knowing who you are, knowing yourself, knowing what's important to you. And then like, your external circumstances will change, follow your intuition, see what happens. Like right now, three years ago, we did not know that there was going to be a pandemic, but here we are. And and we've all had to adapt in some way. So um, yeah, the the future is uncertain. The, the only thing that you really can be certain about is kind of um, like looking internally and knowing who you are and connecting with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm- Perspective is everything, right? Like it's, yeah. especially with the pand- pandemic, it's it's so easy to just be like, like, oh my God, the world's falling apart. Like everything is going wrong. What, what's happening? Like, and just start feeling bad about yourself. Or you could be like, well, fuck it. This is the time to look internal, like do some stuff at home, build some like connections mm-hmm. with family, like reach out to like old friends that I haven't like talked. And like, like, yeah, I mean, it's not the same at all, but it like it's better than just being down about everything um mm-hmm. and and just and just feeling shitty because like that's just going to translate to like the rest of your life not just not just like in the moment you know um yeah so i think i think perspective is is a huge huge thing to be aware of and um i mean it's tough like you know it's it's tough to tell yourself and be optimistic about times like this but uh yeah, it, it's necessary, and I, I don't really have any any tips and tricks on how to do it. Um, I think it's different for each person. I I think it is different for each. Seems like you do. But I think no. I was just saying what you're talking about perspective and like um, in the middle of like difficult times. I want to ask you talked a lot about how in <coughs> entrepreneurship people say no all the time, and I wanted to like hear a little bit more about that because you know as someone who grew up in a time where like people are scared to fail and people like feel that you know like when they fail like it is kind of like an attack on like their essence and like their very soul Mm. so can you talk about like how like what the effect of hearing no so many times has on you and like how how you feel now like do you identify with those no's do you feel crushed every time you hear it like what is your like kind of emotional visceral reaction to that and like has that changed kind of the way you feel about the word no yeah i think there's two different types of those there's no Mm -hmm. internally within your company so um i do front-end engineering so front-end for those who don't know is pretty much everything you interact with on like on an app on the web browser, like the buttons, like the flow of things, like all of that is front end. Like what happens like behind the scenes is called the back end. I think that's with like databases and all that. Um, mm-hmm. So I do front end stuff and then that kind of blends in with like design and like user interface and, and, and whatnot. So before we had designers um, on in the company, like I was designing pretty much everything and I would show it to my co-founders and then my CEO would just, you know, not say like no flat out, but you know, I would be like so hyped to like show him just like one thing. I'm like, dude, yeah. he's gonna love it. Like, oh my god, yeah. it's been like a few hours. Like, and then he's just uh-huh. like, 
yeah, like I like the direction. Maybe we go somewhere else though. And uh, then you're like, damn. So so no. <laughs> so like you you could yeah. take that as a you know, I, I me personally I took it kind of as like a personal attack. It's like, damn, this guy doesn't like my work, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. But in reality, like you have to realize that he's looking out for the best interests of the company and it's not like an attack on you or your work, but it's just like, yo, like we have to make this company the best that we possibly can. And, and like, I just don't think that is the best that we can make with this, you know? So once you realize that it's, it's a no, not to you, but, um, but like, yeah, if it's not like a personal attack on you, but just trying to make the company better, I think seeing it from that lens makes it a bit easier. Obviously it's not, it's not easy to like be like, damn, like I spent three hours and you don't like this shit. You know, but it makes it, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes it a bit easier. Um, and then there's no from like externally from from outside the company. Like no from investors, no from um, from the customers or like customers kinda of, like berating you. We actually had our first troll um, like two weeks ago so i feel like wow. we kind of made it I'm like, you yeah, know you made I, it I know, when yeah. you have a troll <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly you know you oh made it when you're i was thinking the same trolled. thing yeah <laughs> yeah so uh pre- pretty proud moment for me um but yeah hearing no from investors and stuff um it gets easier because you hear no so many times um but uh I, yeah when we first started hearing no it was just devastating man it's like mm. damn like you know like you don't have any validation you think what you're doing is just like wrong like why you're doing it um it definitely helps to have like two co-founders i think one of my co-founders solo founded another app and he was just his biggest advice to anyone any entrepreneur he's like never solo found anything it's fucking terrible like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> note to self don't don't yeah. solo found public I, service announcement i think that, that yeah this is this is in terms of tech you know um but it's, yeah, because, like, you know, you, you don't have anyone to help you, like, pick you up, you know? Like, yeah. when, we got no, when we got the no from Snapchat, I mean, I cried, like, you know, mm-hmm. not, like, bawling crying, but I was like, damn, I thought we were really going to get in. Like, we at that point, we kind of needed it. We needed the money. Um, I thought we were going to lose some people in the company and whatnot. But, yeah, my co-founder was like, dude, like, just because they said no doesn't mean, like, it's a no from, uh, from other people. Like, they just don't see the vision. And and that's fine. Like we don't want them on the on our team if mm-hmm. if they don't see the vision, if if they don't believe in it. And like like yeah. yo, like we're gonna find someone, you know. And lo and behold, man, like I mean the 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 accelerator we got into is called Fast Track Malmos, and the guy who mm-hmm. runs it, one of the co-founder co-directors, or whatever, is this guy Nino, and he like loves the platform. Like I, mm. I've never. I think he loves it more than us. Like, as, as, <laughs> it. seriously, it's it's crazy. He's so excited about it, and you know, just like wants it to succeed. He thinks it's going to be a unicorn, which is like amazing to hear. And pe- for mm-hmm. people who don't know what a unicorn is in tech, a unicorn is like like an Airbnb or an Uber or something like that, like a, oh. a company that just like blows up. You know, um, yeah, they're, they're called unicorns. So he like believes that we're gonna be a unicorn, which is like amazing to hear, and and just like loves us, loves the culture, loves the company, loves the idea, and is like like going out of his way. Like we haven't even started the accelerator, and he's like already connecting us to people, like trying to get people like to host events and and all that. So it's um, but yeah, like you, especially 
in tech and entrepreneur, like in, in that business realm, like there's just so many different types of investors. Like there's the one that really just cares about the numbers and like how much money you're making. There's the one that doesn't give a shit about the money. Like, is the idea mm-hmm. good? Like, like, how's your team? Like, like, I, I want to, I want to make sure like the team is like vibing and like, just like you have a kick-ass team. Like there's other one who cares about user growth and shit. So there's like so many different pools of investors that you have access to. And, you know, like just because one said no, doesn't mean the others are going to say no. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's their loss at the end of the day. And, you know, you just got to you just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and carry forward, man. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you just have to know what you're doing is, is, is the right thing and, and people are going to love it. And, you know, it, the, the success will come. The success will come for sure. Mm. I I love everything you just said. I think that um, <laughs> that that's really what it comes down to is um, is really kind of kind of well, well. There are two things you talked about. Kind of like no, in the sense of someone having like a different perspective and realizing kind of what's best for the company. So in that sense, I think it is a matter of kind of like what we we're talking about before, having some like distance and perspective and not being reactive and seeing kind of like the whole situation and not taking things personally so i think there's there's that it's, element it, to it it's an yeah. it's an ego check you know it's it, yeah. like at the end of the day it's it's definitely an ego check like you feel that you've been personally attacked because it's your work you put your time in it and and you know you have these like attachments to that and to for you to hear no or just like oh it, it's it's not good enough like you know it you like I said it, you just feel like you got attacked personally and your ego is so yeah, checking your ego at the door is very fucking tough, but, you know, like, it's it's necessary. And I'm not saying I do it all the time, for sure. Like, I definitely get reactive and, you know, just feel personally attacked. But I think as time goes on, like, it's it gets better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I definitely went through something similar. And then I don't know at, at what moment I realized it, but then I realized, like, I am not like this work that I've done. Like I have the capacity to like change, to learn. Like I it like this thing that I've done in this moment doesn't define me. Like I can take in this information and then the next day I'll do something different and it will be something different. And um I think like once you get to that point, like it it's and you just it's just so much less painful to go through life honestly because you don't feel yeah. like everyone is attacking you all the time. Um, so I think like that honestly is so freeing. And then I, I love the other thing that you said about kind of um, like when you hear no from investors, um, realizing eventually you will connect with someone and you know it's not really a loss if like you know people talk about fear of missing out and then people also talk about joy of missing out and it's like Mm. if you don't want something you're not missing out on not doing that like there was a time where i would see like i was in boston and like to be fair i don't love the city boston but me neither yeah, I don't love Boston, but I also didn't love New York. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't mean to attack like, <laughs> your hometown, but like, I didn't love New York either, but I would see people posting pictures of like, you know, going out and doing fun stuff in New York. And I would feel like this fear of missing out. And then I realized like, I don't actually want to be in New York. I want to be in Latin America. So why am I like feeling like I'm missing out on that? So it's like the same thing with investors. Like you don't actually want to work with this person who doesn't believe in like the essence Mm -hmm. of who you are so when they say no to you it's actually like great like now you know like that that person is not right for you and eventually you'll find 
the right person. So I, I think like what you said about, you know, having faith and like keeping, do, staying true to your vision and eventually you'll find the person who connects with you. I think that that perspective and that like faith and um, is, is so important. Yeah, man. it's, uh, it'll come, you know, it's as long as, as I said, as long as you believe in it and it's a good idea, it, it'll, the success, the success will come. Yes. Well, we have gone on quite the journey today. <laughs> we have, we have been all over the world. We've talked about entrepreneurship. We've talked about travel. Um, so now we know like about kind of the journey of your company. So before, before we say goodbye, can you tell me more is, so your company is called is high right now. Am I saying that right? Like, yeah. High, yeah. high right now. Like, high right uh, now. So tell like us high, more. Like high, hello, not like high, like I'm smoking high. Like the ceiling. Although, yeah. <laughs> although, although that is how it, uh, it, the name came about my, uh, yeah. Yeah. My back in like April of uh -huh. 2020, it's funny that like yeah, April 2020. <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> I love it. My uh, my CEO was talking to his friend and and they were, I don't know, saying something. And, and this is when we were thinking about names at the time. Mm -hmm. But they were thinking about names. I, I had not been part of the company at this point. Um, and I don't know. But the, his friend was saying like some 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 hoopla. And my my co my CEO was like. He's like, are you high right now, man? And then we were just like, oh dude, God. that's it. Like, <laughs> that is it. So it, it's perfect I because, uh, yeah, we're we're a we're a video chat app. So, um, <clears throat> what it is is the the one liner is a video speed networking platform to help you build uh, connections within your online community or remote company. Um, mm -hmm. So what happens is you sign up for our app. As you sign up and get onboarded, you pick a bunch of interests. So it could mm -hmm. be like psychedelics, entrepreneurship, development, like dogs, uh, gardening, what have you be. We have mm -hmm. a, like a bunch. So you, you click those, you go into an event and an event is hosted by a person, a, a host. They It could be either like themed or it could just be like a random event, um, just kind of like getting to know people. So mm -hmm. the it's it's pretty much like going to a house party. The host will meet, will <laughs> greet you at the, the, the host will I love greet you that. at the, yeah. The host will greet you at the door, give like a speech, um, like two minute speech or whatever. And then it goes into these one on one sessions where it's uh -huh. like where like it's like the host saying like, oh, Max and Misha, like you guys have to meet like you guys love like traveling plants and like psychedelics or like. Oh my you God, know, it like, is like, like a house party. That's so cool. Like, like like John and Amy, you guys got to meet like you guys love surfing and uh, I don't know, like coffee or some shit like that. So, you know, it, and then everyone has these like one on one chats. It's six minutes. You can adjust the time and the amount of rounds. But we found that six minutes is just like just the perfect time, like five minutes, like too short. Like the conversation kind of gets cut off quick. Seven minutes is like too long. If the confirmation is boring, like it kind of drags on like six minutes. is just like perfect. Like you get you, wow. you, you, you get the vibe if you want to keep talking to this person or not, like if you guys are going to connect. And then uh -huh. at the end of each round, you get to anonymously anonymously um elect to like share your contact information so like we asked the question um how excited would you be to uh meet this person in another event and then it's like yes no maybe um and then at the end of all those rounds we have a group video chat where everyone comes together kind of debriefs if you didn't meet someone you get to like the chance to meet them there and then share your contact information and then um and then yeah so 
it's a, it's perfect for online communities like Slack groups and like Facebook groups where you know you you're part of it, but you probably haven't really interacted with anyone besides mm. like the occasional like you know group chat message and that like gets like completely flooded um, and whatnot. Uh, it's also really good for remote companies. Um, all these companies are going remote, so like how do yeah. you how how do you sustain your company culture? How do you onboard new people and get them to meet? How do you get yeah. like your your company to like intermingle in like a fun interactive way? So like we we've mm-hmm. we've been seeing like a bunch of companies actually have their like happy hours on on high right now. Um, oh, so cool! It's, it's yeah yeah. So it's it's a lot of fun. And then the whole premise of it is building connections. So you find new connections, but also if you keep going to z- these events, we we like. Based off that answer, like, do you want to meet this person in the next event? If you say yes, we like we we prioritize you meeting them in the next event. Like you, like we prioritize meeting new people first, but then we'll like sprinkle in these old people that you've met. So you're effortlessly mm. building on top of these connections because you know, like me personally, I suck at like reaching out to friends and like like yo, let's get on a chat or like even like <laughs> answering their texts, you know. <coughs> so you getting. Like you being at an event and we sprinkling in these old connections, you guys get to connect again and like talk again and like, and then the connection just grows. So it's it's meeting new connections and building on top of the existing ones that you've met through the platform. Oh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I have to yeah. say, like at my company now, there are some people who are starting in the middle of the pandemic, and I just feel so bad for them because I'm just like you know, I started before the pandemic. So I got to like meet all my coworkers in person. And I just feel like, you know, if you're just thrown into this in the middle of like, you know, now, like um, it, it would be cool to have like a better way to, you know, get to get to know people. So I think, um, I think that's so cool. And I love the, the house party analogy. It really does sound yeah. like a house party. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. No, like people kind of get stuck on the virtual speed now the video speed networking part of it they're like i kind of get it but like once you put the house party analogy they're like oh that makes total sense you know like literally everyone um yeah shout out to my ceo for uh thinking of that like it's a it's a really really good analogy i love it well that's so exciting congratulations on um Oh my God! I already the forgot. Again, thank you, the accelerator. The ex- oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> congratulations on the accelerator. That is so exciting. Um, I hope that you become a unicorn. Um, I guess time will, time will tell, but I'm I'm optimistic. You heard it first. I'm already. Everyone. You heard it here first. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already a beautiful unicorn as it is. <laughs> yes, I love. We're all beautiful unicorns. Yeah. Um, well, did you have anything? Um, I'm so happy that that I got to learn a little bit more about high right now. Um, I think that, you know, there are so many really exciting things that we talked about today. And I'm really excited that we got like more of a glimpse into high right now. And I was wondering, do you have any other last kind of words of wisdom that you wanted to impart before we we say goodbye? Uh, Putting me on the spot. But um, no, I I think, uh, (coughs) yeah, as you said, yeah, I think there's a lot of nuggets sprinkled in within the uh, episode. So just re-listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, listen to there are so many things already, honestly. So I yeah, I think we've 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 really said we've said it all. What more is there to say? Um Yeah. I, I, I guess uh, you know, be curious and be interesting is uh is what I would like to end that. Be curious, be interesting. I like that. 
Well, I like to think that the listeners are curious and interesting. So continue, continue to be yourself, yeah, continue. everyone. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I love that. Well, You're fucking killing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I feel like in this conversation, I don't know how long it is, but we've probably had like, I don't know, 15 high right now conversations like over the course of, <laughs> over the course of this one. Um, and it's also been like a nice chance to, you know, like reconnect. Um so yeah, I'm really happy that we're able to talk. I think it's so cool that um you know, we're in like opposite parts of the world, but we're able to kind of talk about, you know, entrepreneurship yeah. and travel we, and yeah. We literally could not be further apart, honestly. <laughs> I know. I think we might literally be in the opposite part of the world. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Max, for being here. I had a wonderful time chatting. I learned a lot. I I feel optimistic. I feel hopeful in the midst of this, you know, dark world that we're living in. And I'm I'm really excited for you and and your your unicorn. Yep. (laughs) Appreciate it. I uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, Misha, like catching up and and seeing you. It's it's been it's been too long. But uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I hope uh, the listeners enjoyed and, and got some, some wisdom out of this. Well, thank you for being here. We'll talk soon, Max. See ya. Bye. We just heard from Max Solomonyuk. I had a wonderful time chatting, laughing, and learning so much this episode. And I hope that you enjoyed and also have felt so many emotions and and learned so much as well. If you enjoyed the episode, please follow, subscribe, rate, and review. This really helps to support the podcast and get more amazing guests like Max. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. To hear the podcast in Spanish, search Despertando Sueños con Misha Chakrabarti. You can also find me on Instagram at Misha underscore Chakrabarti or on my website, MishaChakrabarti.com. Take good care.